The Crossman Conversation brought to you today by Community Legal Services, Maynard Cooper, Frontier Partners, First Horizon Bank, and Florida Blue. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Now, Mike, real quick, buddy, I, I got to tell you a quick story. I like it. I just got to tell you, you know, I am a big fan of veterans. I always love interacting with veterans. And we live in a better era, right? Because we live in an era where veterans um, want to share their stories. They, they, it's healthy for them to share their stories and talk about it. And in different parts of my life, I've, I've had to interact with veterans. And it's just one of the most meaningful things in my life to be able to spend time with them and talk to them. Because I also, I love history. I love veterans, mm-hmm, I love history. No. And getting their perspectives is a big deal. So there's that, right? And then I am always just so intrigued about people who make a choice to invest their life in serving community. Right. Some people talk about it. Some people do little stuff. I do little stuff. There's some people who are like their their whole life is about making the place better. And it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Would, sure you believe, is. would you yeah. believe Mike today? Today, our guest, he does both those things. He is a veteran. <laughs> All right. And every day he is serving our community, making it better. So our guest today is Jeff Harvey, who's the CEO of Community Legal Services. Jeff, thanks for being here with us. Thanks for having me, John. Man, that's so awesome. So first, can I ask you about Army stuff? Thanks for that first. So first off, would you mind just telling us just like your military service, what you did? Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started in the military ROTC program, but but uh, I was in my basic course during September 11th, 2001. Um, and so I spent 10 years on active duty with the 101st um, deployment to Afghanistan and three deployments to Iraq and then um, left active duty and came back to Florida and um, have been serving in the Florida National Guard since then. So I've got about 22 years of service. Wow, that's almost. amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, uh, in all that's time in there, what, do you have anything that's sort of in your mind is the most interesting or uh, important thing you think like me and other people who are non-veterans need to know? Like you witness something, you're like, John, what you don't know is blank. You need to know this when you're interacting with veterans. Is there something you think we need to hear or be aware of? Yeah, I think there's a internal conflict a lot with veterans. Um, they start the process with this sense of duty, and you kind of turn into this um, person who exists to a degree, right, for service. And so, and I always use the Veterans Day example. People are always like, thank you for your service, thank you for your service. And being a veteran, you know, it's not about me, we're just doing our duty type of thing. You almost sometimes feel like, your response is part of your role that you have to play in that. Um, But then on the flip side, right? Veterans have done a lot of cool stuff. They've done a lot of good stuff and important stuff. And so that struggle between, you know, is this something I should feel really good about? Or is this something that I just did because I had to do and, and, and being personal that I think that's something that veterans struggle with. No, that's insightful. You know, I think for me, you know, I grew up in in the eighties and in that era, uh, you didn't talk to, Vietnam vets. They did not talk. That wasn't a thing. And so to live through the era of that reconciliation was a big deal. And so I think that um, me always seeing those guys as heroes, but not being able to talk about it, that then being in an area where you're able to talk to them, it's just a, it's just a cool thing. 
but I also want to respect boundaries too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's got to be a little bit of a complicated thing, right? It is complicated. And, you know, I feel fortunate enough to be in the position that I'm in because now that you've got this kind of second generation of veterans, um, there's a group that Vietnam veterans can feel comfortable talking to that mm-hmm. know more what it's like. Um, I'm fortunate to be involved in a, in a group of lawyers that also happen to be combat veterans. And a lot of them are uh, Vietnam veterans. And so to hear their stories and kind of some of the stuff that they dealt with, and I can only imagine seeing the interactions that we have, that it's good for them as much as it is for me to learn about, you know, the history and, and, and the way things used to be. It's funny. I was uh, in Publix the other day with my youngest daughter, Ava, and we came around the corner and we were like on the first aisle to the second aisle. And who do we just, I mean, like bump into like face to face is a uh, former uh, Florida state university college president, John Thrasher. And so it was so nice to see him and, and he got to meet Ava and all that. And then in her conversation, just to meet a college president, you know, he's a Vietnam veteran. And so immediately Ava just kind of lighted up on that. And, you know, it's probably, you know, he, he didn't talk much about that, but when you just look at that man's career, legal career, lawyer, legislator, college president, but that era, man, that must have been one of the most important things he ever did, you know? So it's good to talk about that. So thank you. And uh, by the way, I have 47 other questions, but we'll get to that off air. I, Mike, I want to ask him about his, you know, like, what's the best war movie of all time? Like, that's my, oh, that's a good I have one. this whole yeah. thing with him. I want to talk about that, but we'll get to the more important stuff. And we'll talk about, uh, you know, Full Metal Jacket later. Anyway, um, what I want to talk about is uh, community legal services. And so... Uh, first off, let's just start with what is that? Like, I hear that name. Like, what what does that mean? What do you guys do? Yeah, Community Legal Services is a um, nonprofit uh, law firm that uh, we've got about 125 staff members, 60 lawyers. We we are uh, in a service area of about 12 counties, and um, we do civil legal assistance and civil legal representation for low income and vulnerable uh, residents in those 12 counties. So seniors, veterans. Um, we do some work with children and for children and especially in education aspect. Um, and that's, that's kind of the gist of it. Well, it's kind of funny. It's like when I hear a nonprofit law firm, what? That's like, you know, I think for the people, that sounds like you're really for the people, right? I mean, that's, that's, yeah. you do. Yeah. I mean, stuff. we wanted to take that, but I couldn't get John Morgan to sell it to me. <laughs> well, you could call it, you say really for the people. <laughs> right, He'd probably right, love it right, about right. that. John's a friend. He's a friend. Right. So it's okay. Same. So, so, so let me say this, like when we think about services needed for, um, marginalized people or people living on the edge, you know, and like, um, somebody might think that could be, um, healthcare, right. That would be something, uh, food, housing, security, all these different issues. I think the average person listening to this night would be like legal, like lawyers, rich people need lawyers, like somebody that's on the edge. Why in the world, why would, would somebody, who doesn't have an economic means need access to a lawyer. So why is that? Yeah, no, and I think you bring up a good point. We don't provide food. We don't provide shelter. We don't provide any of those things. Um, what we provide is either the the avenue, the mechanism, and ultimately, ho- hopefully, the security of those resources. So if you think about a housing issue, for example, somebody that's got some insecure housing, a lawyer is the type of person that will be able to help make that more secure, whether that be dealing with foreclosure issues, dealing with um, mortgage modifications, if you're working on a, uh, if, you, if you're struggling with for, um, eviction. Um, and so, you know, one of the things we run into consistently is at that level, the population level, and we serve typically the 20, bottom 20% of income earners in the state of Florida. It's not always clear what the rules are. And then if you have to deal with something that is like a rule change or some securing of a right that, that either you're entitled to or you should have, but you've got to go through the process, the process is extremely complicated. And so 
to be able to have lawyers that can assist with that really does bolster and support those basic needs, um, you know, for the long term. I mean, we like to think that we are um, really kind of the, the security piece to those things that a lot of the other nonprofits are doing and really make them more sustainable. Yeah. So it's like it's the stickiness that brings all that together. Um, I'm a movie guy. You know that about me. So um, have you ever seen the movie American History X? Have you seen that movie? I have not. Okay. Don't, don't see it. Don't see it, Mike. Don't not, Mike, don't go see that movie and then call me and say you're traumatized, okay? Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of really tough violence in that, so don't watch it. The reason why I bring it up in this is this is fascinating. The movie is a guy that's a bad guy, and he's like a neo-Nazi bad guy. But then he becomes a good guy, right? And if you're a bad person, you're going to reap bad things. And then if you're a good person, you're going to reap good things. But the movie takes place where he's good, but he's still reaping bad. Right. And that's really the heart of the movie. And I love to tell people that because I've worked with a lot of people, a lot of men on the edge and they'll come to my Bible study and they used to be bad guys. They're trying to become good guys. And in that space, there's some stuff where I think they need you. Right. So if you used to be somebody that was strung out on drugs and then you lost your driver's license, your social security card, you need, you need identification or, you know, listen, you had a bad relationship with a lady and you've been a bad dad, but now you want to be a good dad, right? I mean, so I think what people understand is like, if you look at this person that's struggling and you, and you know they're bad and you want them to be good, there are some things they need help with um, that they're not going to have easy access to. Am I getting it? Is that, is that part of that world that I need to understand about? Yeah, John, ki- kind of. I mean, there's this misunderstanding, I think, sometimes that people that are in trouble got there uh, because they made bad decisions. Um, and that kind of assumes that they had two things to decide between a good good way and a bad way. And I think a lot of times the people that we serve either don't know what other options that they have or uh, aren't really sure kind of how they got where they are because of what may look like to some as a series of bad decisions. To them, it's a series of making decisions on the only thing. I think the other piece is when you start talking about people that are low income specifically, um, oftentimes the decisions they have to make are, am I going to pay my rent or am I going to buy groceries? Am I going to um, buy a car or am I going to do something that meets another basic needs? And so having to decide between those two basic needs is really difficult and not understanding what resources are there to help you, including uh, legal assistance uh, that may secure some of those things like housing and food and those types of um, basic needs, makes it difficult for people to navigate that. Gotcha. You're really helping me understand this as far as the, having the breadth of compassion, the complexity of these issues and the important role you're, play, you're playing. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back uh, with Jeff Harvey with Community Legal Services. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale, PC, for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full-service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally who serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to -to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust 
and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. Community Legal Services is a civil legal aid organization providing no-cost legal help to the underserved. They call it Legal Aid for All. Their attorneys assist with legal issues related to family law, housing, domestic violence, veterans' benefits, and much more. Community Legal Services is a community-supported program. To learn more and help support the mission, visit clsmf.org. That's clsmf.org. Community Legal Services. Legal Aid for All. Did you know you may still qualify for 2023 health coverage? Life can happen unexpectedly, so don't let life changes stop you from getting the health coverage you deserve. Call an exclusive Florida Boot agent to see if you qualify for a special enrollment period. 1-877-352-5830. That's 1-877-352-5830. Policies have limitations and exclusions. Are you willing to serve communities in crisis around the world? To people who are impoverished, oppressed, and persecuted? Frontier Partners International offers mission opportunities in areas least served to meet the needs of the helpless, the hapless, and hopeless. To learn how you can be a partner of this frontline ministry with your time, talent, or treasure, visit frontier-partners.org. That's frontier-partners.org. Once again, here is John Crossman. We're back. John Crossman, The Crossman Conversation. I'm here with Jeff Harvey, CEO of Community Legal Services. He is an Army veteran. He's um, a lawyer. I think he does Kung Fu in his spare time or something. I think he cured cancer recently. I don't know. The guy does a lot of stuff. And um, uh, Jeff, thanks for being here. And, and, and thanks Thank for the, the collectiveness of the service of your life. I'm, I'm just so grateful. And you know, you're talking about the work you're doing with community legal services, and you're helping people who wouldn't naturally have access to an attorney. And one of the things I think about with that is like, man, first off, um, I think we would all agree that all Americans, all humans have some basic things they should have access to, right? Like, you know, if somebody, you know, uh, Mike, Mike witnessed a person getting a bike hit by a car in a bike accident today. Yeah, just today. Just today. We we're talking about that. And like, if somebody gets, you know, should get an ambulance, right? Everyone should get an ambulance. Everyone should be through the basic level of dignity, right? And we want to live in a country where people, you know, who are making an effort have access to food and resources. And, you know, there's a ministry in Orlando that um, everybody in there that's being served is non-ambulatory. They're, you know, they're being served through you know, feeding tubes and things. They're in just a really bad situation and people help out and take care of them. And so to me, when I think about you, it's like making sure that people have access to legal services and not everybody needs a, a big attorney for some big reason, but there's basic services all people need, correct? Correct. And then the second part of that, and I'm just being honest with you, it's like, how, how, why should I care, right? Like, so like I'm living my life, I'm busy, Mike's busy, we have all this stuff going on in our own world, and you're over here and you're working with this, these other people and your legal services, why should I care about that? I think it's important... First and foremost, I think that this is for society. I mean, if we're all in this government of the people, for the people, by the people, then it's got to be a, a government that works for everybody. And when we start looking at the rules and we start looking at the way things work, um, it's complicated. And so if you have a group of people that don't have access to that, and I can't think of the number of times that I've you know, gone to a party and, and they even tell you this in law school, right? Somebody comes up to you and says, hey, you're a lawyer and you got to watch out for that because you don't want to put yourself on the hook. Um, but this is a group of people that potentially have never been in that situation. And so 
you know, one of the biggest issues we face right now is we don't get people to contact us early enough in their problem because the earlier you contact us, we can help you avoid things like litigation. And so, um, you know, there's an aspect there that I think it, it, the whole system really helps. One, it, it helps make sure that the justice system is working and that people really understand what they're getting into when they're dealing with that branch of government. Um, the second piece is that there's a lot of uh, ways that we can avoid those types of disputes and litigation just because the group of people that we serve could use some kind of advice and coaching and direction on what are their options and, and what should they be doing and how do they navigate through this tumultuous time in their life. You know, we, we, we talk about it internally to the organization a lot, but as I've been more and more speaking to people outside the organization, they, they can understand that if you call my organization when you lose your job, we're probably going to help you save your home. If you call me the day of the foreclosure sale, I might be able to buy you a week or two, but there's not a whole lot that I can do for you at that point because you don't have the financial resources to fix that problem at that point. So um, the problem avoidance, I think, is important. And I think if you think about people that may not connect with that, with that group that we serve, for whatever reason, it's not a part of their day-to-day -day life. They don't interact. Um, and they think to yourself, like you suggested, you know, why, why is that important? Um, there's a lot of legal issues that I think that people that do have access to a lawyer have to deal with. And the other side of that are people that are low income and people that don't have access to lawyers. And, and so in order to, in many cases, avoid it and, and you could say save money for the people that are evicting people and the people that are foreclosing on people, right? Going through that process and have somebody kind of coaching you as to what your rights are and what options you have and trying to resolve the issue is better for everybody. You know, it's it's interesting. What I was what I was visualizing when you're talking is that like there's lots of kind of cars on the road, right? Different kind of cars, different kinds of drivers, kind of thing. But we all want uh, everyone to have a baseline understanding of how to drive their car and keep things safe. Because even though I might be the best driver in the world, but somebody does something stupid and causes a car wreck, I'm getting late to wherever I need to be, right? So that's when I was what I was in my visual was like we want all people to have good access to these things because it actually makes it better for all of society. So that's the first thing. And then a sub part of that for me is, um, in my work in commercial real estate, uh, I'm very grateful for attorneys. You know, when it, when a tenant says to me like, Oh, I'm gonna have my attorney, you know, send you some comments. That's not a good tenant, a bad tenant. It's a good tenant, right? Because it typically means they're taking their business seriously. Mm -hmm. And it typically means that they're, they know what they're signing and you're probably gonna have a better relationship. So there's a lot of positivity to that. And then my final just big thing on it is just like as a, as a person of faith and, and I'm not Christian, not all our listeners are necessarily Christians, but, but I am. And, and I think about loving my neighbor and living in a society where I want people to have resources. And I'm trying to think through having more empathy and being mindful of all the resources they need. And so in my head, I'm like, again, it might be just really easy to think about Christian service center, a place where they're giving food to somebody I need to be more thoughtful about, gosh, there might be some deeper services they might need. And it sounds like that's what you provide. Absolutely. I had a conversation with somebody just the other day and, and we were talking about estate planning and their question to me was, well, why does somebody who's got no money need estate planning help? And, um, you know, my response to them was, well, just think about what they may have, right? So if somebody has a home, um, that home's protected in Florida under the homestead rules and, and it should pass to the heirs without any, any claims outside of a mortgage. But if, the person that's inheriting the home uh, has to go through a long probate process and doesn't have the money to afford attorney. I've just prevented a wealth transfer from a one generation to the next. You know, so in, even in those types of scenarios, if you don't have the right access, it puts us in a situation where 
um, things could get worse. And when it gets worse for, you know, a handful of us, it gets worse for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it messy for all of us. Like, you know, fog on I-4 makes it for bad traffic for all of us, right? So, Great analogy. So, yeah, gotcha. Is there anything uh, I haven't asked you that you want to make sure, like, that people know about community legal services that um, that they need to know? Yeah, so we have kind of started on this campaign recently where we say legal aid for all. And in the legal aid world, they say, well, I don't want to, you're not really for everybody. Um, but what a lot of people don't know, or maybe they do, is there's this group from the 20% to the 40% of income earners that they call the justice gap, that really have no access to anything. They don't qualify for my assistance and they can't afford to pay for an attorney. And so one of the things that we're doing is we have put a very comprehensive resource online for people to be able to go in and drill down and figure out exactly what their issues are and really provide them some advice and direction and in many cases some access to forms or some access to other resources that may help them if I'm not in a position to help them. Um, We think that in that scenario, if I am helping a person not become poor enough for my services, that in and of itself is a good thing as well. And so um, any of the listeners, whether they're qualified for legal assistance or not, I would say go go to our website and take a look at it and, and you might find a lot of answers to questions that you have. All right. Now we're going to end here on my favorite topic. People need to send you some money, son, right? Like <laughs> they people do. need to, they people do. need to donate. Um, I say that, you know, we don't do a, a big thing on this is not, this is not you. This is me. I'm saying this. Um, I would challenge people that if they're listeners and they are attorney or they have an attorney, um, encourage asking your attorney if they donate to community legal services. You know, I, I would hope it's one of those things like, you, you know, that I'm passionate about FAMU College of Law, and I want all lawyers to donate support FAMU College of Law because of the things I believe there. I would equally say all lawyers in Orlando giving something, any level, the community legal services makes a lot of sense to me because um, they have clients that can afford them, and that seems like a good choice and balancing that out. So is that okay that I said that? Absolutely. I just, I just, that's just from my heart. I would, I would encourage all lawyers, law firms. And if you have a lawyer may just ask them, Hey, donate a little bit of community legal services. I just put that out there. Um, anyway, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. We'll have you back on another time talking more, more stuff. And I'll tease you about more military movies. I want to ask you about, um, but I'm just so grateful for our guest, Jeff Harvey with the CEO of community legal services. In addition to being a veteran and a community leader and the stuff he's doing, uh, he also is a sponsor of this show, so we appreciate your support of the Crossman Conversation, which means he is supportive of uh, our community promoting healthy, hard conversations. And so I'm just grateful on top of all that that you help step into those areas as well. So thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. All right. Appreciate it. This is uh, John Crossman. This has been the Crossman Conversation. And as always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation. Produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production.